is happening, fellow fantasy GMs. I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. Well, JJ Wang, playoffs are in effect. They are rolling. We are recording this about midway through Super Wild Card Weekend. I love it. They added the Super to it this year. So, in honor of that, welcome to the Super Fantasy <laughs> Couriers episode, all about fantasy MVP. So, after I haven't made the promo picture yet, so it's going to say Super Fantasy. I'll make that really big because it looks really maybe maybe comic booky even. Maybe I'll put capes <laughs> on us or something fun. I haven't even made it, so it'll be a surprise to me as it is to everybody as they listen to us. But Playoffs are on. Playoffs are going. Uh, I think we have a, a Trevor Lawrence. Maybe showed some some moxie after totally playing like a high school quarterback. He all of a sudden went crazy nuts and didn't let it get to him, but he came back. I mean, I guess you can call it moxie. I mean, whatever you want to call these four interceptions in the first half. I mean, I mean, he, I don't mean he's played okay this year, but there's just been glimpses of him just playing some really, really, really bad football. And I feel like at this point we'd be past that in his career. I thought it'd be a little, I thought it'd be a little quicker coming to him being like, like that next guy. But it's taken a little longer than I thought. But I mean, yeah, you showed a little moxie coming back from you know way down there. So kudos to him. I mean, it looks good on his resume. And would we put him? into uh in a similar kind of category guys that have shown glimpses that could play really well so so hold hold right there hold right there hold right there i have never put Tua and trevor in the same category ever so that's it was a but listen listen to the argument here okay could we in that both of them if you look before this year both of them were players whose coaches didn't believe in them for Tua's sake and were terribly coached. Like last year, the Jaguars were just a giant mess. And then this year, they both have, I mean, I would say they both have great coaches that are tailoring and really working with those guys. And both of those players have said the same. So their success might not be due to them this year as to the coaches and where they take it from that point on could depend upon how they they go personally from this point so peterson is an excellent quarterback whisperer i mean he made carson wentz good and nick Foles good so for crying out loud that's amazing mike mcdaniels the jury's out but two i would say two of success this year is due to him and i was telling someone today i think he's a guy that the dolphins don't if they don't sign him he'll go somewhere else he's not going to be that good because he's going to he's probably a system quarterback and he's successful because of what he's in trevor lawrence i don't think that but their success is due to their coach is almost more so than them this year. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, if you want to put group them in the same category, but they had crappy coaches last year and they've got better coaches this year, then sure. But as far as a player goes, I'm still not putting Trevor and Tua in the same in the same category. So we are the Fantasy Couriers, the Super Fantasy Couriers. You can hit us up any way you want to. I'm not going to go through it. It's down in the notes. You got us there. People hit us up on Facebook. We are going to be here. We're not going anywhere. We're going to spend about a month going what was, what stunk, what goes in the future, how we can get from there. If you're a redraft-only person, keep listening. Everything that we talk about, whether it's Dynasty or anything, it goes towards the redraft year because once you get to September 1st, we're all playing against each other. Some people just might trade differently throughout the year, but if you 
you're a dynasty person, you're going to love the next couple of months. Once we hit February, we're going to really hit dynasty season going. We'll be throwing drafts out. We might even look at startup drafts. We haven't even talked that far ahead, but a lot of our talk really is dynasty because the two of us are dynasty guru nutheads. That's what our that's what our love is. We still do redrafts. We love the dynasty. Love, love, love it. I don't know about I don't know about guru, but yeah, I love dynasty. <laughs> Hey, we haven't talked uh, probably since the the number three overall uh, fantasy pros expert from week seventeen had a cut. Oh, nice! Out. Good job. Yeah, uh, I was still pretty terrible for the year, but I think I'm starting to understand it. So we'll see if they invite me. Well, back. It, it it probably helps that week seventeen, like a bunch of different people were setting. So I mean, numbers were probably skewed. But hey, take that number three where you get it, man. Hey, Josh Allen was my number one quarterback that week. I'm sure it doesn't hurt that that part, but yeah, it's. I was like, cool. I'd be, I was curious what would happen if it wasn't for that. I haven't seen week 18, but I was like, number three. Oh man, that that was the highlight of my week. See, because that was really delayed because of the canceled game. Um, but yeah, so week three, number three, still, it's funny. Thirty guys that ranked at the in September are gone. They no longer exist. They totally. I was like, wow, I'm looking pretty. Oh man, there's 30 less people in these rankings. Oh well, yeah, I mean, good because rank ranking sounds cool the first two weeks until you realize that it's more work than you want to put into it, and it's a big guessing game where you're trying to rank 500 people and half of them end up stinking, and they were like, "Man, screw this! It's not as much fun as I thought it was going to be." Well, that's, I why at, I never, that's why I never did it. I would have quit. <laughs> I'd have quit midway through the season. I look at it. I'm not last. When we started, there were 193. So I basically finished in the top three quarters of the humans that started, and all those quitters. They count as people that were there. Is the way I look at it. It doesn't look impressive if you look at it at the end. Kind of like if. Another point that we'll make throughout the offseason is you can't look at players from what they did for the whole season because you could have three weeks. There, who was a couple years ago? There's somebody who had like two, oh, like a, a, a Cooper. Cooper had that one year where he had those like three games that were like 200 yards or whatever, and the rest of the year was poo. But he still ended up with a thousand yards because yeah, three out of his 16 games were 600 yards. So you're talking about Tyler Lockett's whole career. Yeah, except for this year. <laughs> this year, this year he would be a guy we had to say sorry. You, he, he proved me wrong this year because yeah, I've never been a locket guy. But yeah, so and also as you look at us, part of the goal of the show is we we like to we'll talk about guys that are good. Uh, JJ Wang here will catch me when I'm talking too much about those guys. But the goal is to hit on guys that might be a little bit outliers, guys that we don't think about. But those are the guys that really win you your leagues. Obviously, if you have Josh Allen, you're in the championship. You have Patrick Mahomes. But you are not. You can't do it with just those guys. You need those little guys afterwards, which leads to the theme of today's show. The season that was a year of excitement, a year of fun, a year of joy. There were many victories, many defeats. Many tough losses, many injuries, many challenges. Many who gave 100% on the field, but they're not the few. The proud. Fantasy. Yeah. Should apply for an NFL film job. That was fun. Oh, I would love that. I'd love to jump in there and Greg Cassell do those. Oh, that's amazing stuff, amazing stuff. But, yeah, so we, we have our MVPs. They're not good. Some of these guys, are, we have a couple guys on here that obviously are, are the, the top, top, top guys. But there's a couple other guys that are sort of outside the, the, the realm of who they are, but they might have made a difference on your team. So a fantasy MVP could be a guy you drafted in round 15, and all of a sudden he's a top five player as our – let's just jump into it. Pretty much our quarterbacks, I mean, your guy – is probably my love of the year. I almost put him, but my guy, I, I owe. Well, do I? 
I feel like I should apologize to him, but my guy's Geno Smith. He's been terrible. I never liked him that much in college because I'd watch him overthrow receivers at WVU. Then he came to the pros, and he wasn't any good. He's 32 sticking years old. But I just said he's my fantasy MVP. So does one year mean that I should say, dude, I'm sorry? Or has he been so terrible that he has to apologize to me for being so bad for so long? And I say great year. I don't really think he has to apologize to you. I mean, he, he's never really he's never really done anything to you. Per but se. I am the number three ranked player of 17. Yeah, you yeah, right. drafted him anywhere before this year. So there's no reason for him to apologize because he's never really let you down. So with him being, you know, top top ten quarterback, you saying he was terrible his whole career. I think you do kind of owe him a little bit of apology for not sucking this year. But I don't if you and I think if you kind of look, his season kind of slipped a little bit there in the second half of the season as opposed to the first. I mean, he still had a great great season altogether. But I think I don't think he keeps it up. I don't think he comes anywhere close to this next year, but unfortunately Seattle is going to have to pay him his money, whether they franchise tag him or give him his um, his bag of money. But either you're going, they're going to have to sign him. I'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason because Seattle, you do realize they have Denver's pick, which is what, number three? So they could – Maybe your franchise tag idea, or Geno Smith might go, dude, I'm 32. No one's going to sign me. He'll take some money realizing he's going to be a, a gap quarterback for a Stroud or, you know, or one of those guys, or probably the third best quarterback. Uh, yeah, I don't think the – I don't I mean, honestly, I don't think if, – if they're at number three, I don't think they get a quarterback at number three. I don't, think, be, I don't think the third quarterback's good enough to go to number three. I, I don't think so either, but you never – I mean, knowing the way Houston plays football, they'll draft a lineman, and then that'll leave them with one of the top two guys, and then they'll draft him. But, but yeah, Geno Smith, let's talk about him. He he came into the year with us saying Drew Locke should win the job because Geno Smith is so terrible. He shouldn't be a starting NFL quarterback. The Seattle Seahawks are going to be the – they'll have the number three pick in the draft, but not because they got it from the Broncos because the Broncos are going to the Super Bowl in DJ Dove's book. The Seahawks are going to be so terrible. Then they go to the playoffs. They played a good first half in the playoffs. Then they just played the team that I think Super Bowl bound, the 49ers. They're just – they're head and shoulders above the Seahawks as a whole team. But but look at the year that was for Geno Smith, 4,282 yards, 30 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions. That's a great ratio to turn your season around. 366 rushing yards and a touchdown on that side, 69.8% um, uh, passing per completion percentage. That's a pretty good year for a guy who all of us thought shouldn't even be – should barely be the backup quarterback, much less that. And if you drafted him, you well, you probably got him off waivers. If you drafted him, you're in a big league or a super flex league. But he ended the year as the number five quarterback ahead of Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. I am sorry. Yeah, I mean, sorry you can say. I mean, like I say, yeah, he had he had a good year. So kudos to Gina Smith. Um, not quarterback MVP. I never hope, thought I'd hope, say that. Hopefully he does it again next year. Hopefully he doesn't get overdrafted. But you know, we'll we'll see. Um. Switching over to me is a guy I'll say I'll apologize to. Um, he, he kind of, I mean, honestly, to me, he's kind of like in the mold. I don't want to say in the mold of Geno Smith because he's had a few better years than Geno Smith. That's Jared Goff. Um, great year. Uh, great great in the beginning, great in the end. He had a few th- games in the middle that weren't the best. But overall, for a Lions team that was 
in the playoff hunt till the end. Jared Goff did a great job, top 10 quarterback. You really can't ask for anything else. He, if he was drafted low, if drafted at all, I'm sure he was drafted as somebody who's number two. But, yeah, like you got more to say about him than I do. He had 4,400 yards, almost 30 touchdowns. He had a great year, man. Just Like I said, I just don't think going into the next season, I just can't see Jared Goff being the top 10 quarterback again. I, I I disagree. I could see him easily being top 10. I think they saw enough with him there at the end of the season. He carried them to the point that if the Seahawks hadn't gotten a couple of those calls, which we could do a whole episode. So, all right, Jared, so are you drafting over. Jared Goff as a top 10 quarterback next year? I probably – well, I'm, I don't have any redrafts. I'll, yes, I will. you know me. The only draft we have that I do redraft is the auction draft, so you know I'll try to get Jared Goff. So he'll be one of my super flex quarterbacks. Will he be a top 10? Depends how – I haven't looked at my rankings yet, but based upon this year with the weapons he's got, he could be my number 12 quarterback or top 10. So no, 10 to 12, I could put him right there. So QB one easily. Yes. I I think so with what he did and with where they're going. I mean, the needles pointing up for that team, they, they could have been in the play. Like they were this close to the playoffs. If they get like, if they get another Hutchinson, their defense is good. gets better. They could, they could be a, Great wild. We could be at see him next year on Super Wild Card Weekend. But while Jared Goff is up at the podium, we want to give him another award. Um, he's going to get the only comeback fantasy player of the of the year award because he was terrible. Like Geno Smith, nobody thought was good, but Jared Goff was playing last year and he only threw for thirty two hundred yards, nineteen touchdowns, eight interceptions. He was bad, very very bad last year, and. Everybody thought he was he was done. They're like, okay, draft quarterback, draft quarterback, and he turned around. So Jared Goff will also give you comeback player of the year. And where do you see him? Like I think I say him QB one to start the year. Yes. Where do you put him? Right, right around QB fifteen. I mean, I'm not going any any higher than that. Um, like, like I, said, I just don't. I mean, I think I think kind of like Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins was a top eight quarterback, but. Going, you're not putting Cousins as a top ten quarterback. You never Cousins is literally a top ten quarterback every year, and we never put Cousins as a top ten quarterback. So I can't put Jared Goff, who's never a top ten quarterback, as a top ten quarterback just because he had one good year. Can I ask a question? Does does top, does putting them top ten? So there's there's guys that you you Kirk Cousins is we always call he's been called the Mendoza line. Yeah. I see uh, Jared Goff as a QB two, and no, no way in my world is Jared Goff a QB one. If that makes more, if that what about makes Kirk, it, would Kirk Cousins be a QB one? Uh, Q Cousins, Kirk Cousins is not a QB one for me. Oh, he's number right, fourteen, like right, right they're, they're, yeah, they're they're right at they uh, Derek Carr, David Carr, Derek Carr would have been in that, you know, but he he was terrible. So, but yeah, right there in that kind of group of quarterbacks. I mean, easily you look here, guys that can jump golf out. Justin Herbert is below him. Lamar Jackson is below him. Aaron Rodgers, Tua, maybe Russ Wilson if he gets a good coach. So right there, you've got your 15. Dak Prescott is QB 18 on the year. Kyler Murray, QB 19. You, yeah, I might have to, dang. Well, I guess, there's, a lot of, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of quarterbacks, you know. I mean, because you, you figure Geno's going to drop. You yep. got, you got uh, your your Kirk Cousins is right at QB 15. Yeah, golf, you Stop being right. Okay, let's let's move on because it makes me sad because I love Jared Goff for some reason. Who's your running back MVP, Homer? Well, I'm not, definitely not a Homer. That's because <laughs> he's actually he's actually was like my fourth choice. Um, but that's I'm gonna go with Tony Pollard. Way better season than I thought he was going to have. Um, 
played better than Zeke, I would say. Um, looked way better when he was in there than Zeke. He looked more explosive. Um, if he can get that full workload, Zeke's probably still coming back next year, probably still going to be a hindrance. Um, we'll see how that goes. But like I said, if he can get the full the full workload, I can see Tony Pollard being better next year than he was this year in that offense. Um, drafted Tony Pollard super, super late. Um, he wasn't a high draft pick. And giving you top 10 running back value, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, Tony Pollard was um... – stellar when you watched him play he just wasn't zeke was stealing his touchdowns which was a lot of the problems i believe am i right is it he tony pollard's not gonna be a cowboy next year they might not be um like yeah, I said, he's, he's gonna be a free agent he's gonna get a bag of cash and the, that's why i think in the cowboys they've paid zeke so they're stuck that's true yeah. and they like davis so davis will be like a super super poor man's tony pollard and they're gonna suffer through this on that dak pass like i think pollard's gonna get paid to go somewhere else and be well hopefully be the man but he's gonna be 26 so they're he's gonna be he's gonna be on that other end of the the problem of the team that pays him is going to be stuck with sure. an old running back in a couple of years, but uh, yeah, but he has been underutilized, so he could be could be a guy years. So, I mean, yeah, totally probably proved us wrong. Um, I can't disagree with him being a he's he was stellar this year. I mean, you can't argue with him being a good and those two were good compliments for each other is a, is a good way probably to put it. So I mean, he ended the year with um, uh, re, here we go. Sorry, I lost my uh, thousand a thousand rushing yards and where's his yards and. A lot less receiving yards than you would actually think. Three hundred seventy-one receiving yards. So he was he was still stellar on the air. Stepped up when he had to. My guy is uh, my my list is just filled with apologies. There's a, if you go back to the August episode of the Fantasy Couriers, I said Josh Jacobs is terrible. He's a quitter. He said he wants someone else because he's not going to try and he wants to get his money so he doesn't he doesn't want to get hurt and he's he's. Let's be fair. He didn't say he didn't say he wasn't he didn't want to try. He said, "Put someone else in there, so I don't have to log as many." He he didn't want to play as much. Like, yeah, he, I mean, and, do you, I mean, if do you want to go through an NFL season carrying the ball three hundred and thirty times? I would not say that out loud if I was in a contract year and I'm going to make the money that he turned his life around. Dude, but what if you forty attempts? But what if you say that out loud and then you do this? How often but, does that really happen? Nobody really cares what you said out loud. Because no, that's why I'm it. apologizing to him as well. Because yeah. so. he got he got me, he tricked me. Ha ha! Good job, you're a funny man. Uh, <laughs> but Josh Jacobs, he he had 340 rush attempts, 4.9 yards per attempt, 1653 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 400 receiving yards on 53 receptions. Yeah, that's that's RB. just the rate. That's just the Raiders saying, "Hey, guess what, buddy? You don't want to carry the ball more." Well, guess what? We're going to give you the ball as much as we want because we're not bringing you back next year. So we're just going to load you with as many carries as humanly possible and bid you good riddance. But yeah, had a great year. Led the league in rushing way better than probably anybody thought he was going to be. But over Josh Jacobs' career, I feel like he's always been a top 10 running back that gets no love for being a top 10 running back. Yeah, he's, uh, our, our, our list seems, other than Pollard, is like the hold your nose and draft kind of guys. And I'm talking, my brother-in-law talks about Josh Jacobs. He's like, are, are the Raiders stuck having to pay him? No. Or do they say, hey, we're we're going to get a quarterback, Tom Brady. We're getting rid of Carr. We're going to have Adams. And Zamir White's our running back. I mean, maybe, but I don't see him paying 
$15 million a year to Josh Jacobs. I mean, how good has that worked out for the Anybody. the last couple $15 million running backs? Aaron Jones, maybe. Christian McCaffrey, that's about it. Uh, I'd say honorable mention, I almost the guy I almost put was Jamal Williams for setting the, the scoring all those touchdowns. I just couldn't put him because he had so many dud weeks. Um, he made it tough for me to go there with him. But I was he's he's an honorable mention guy. Wide receiver MVPs. There's going to be a there's going to be a, an outrage here. Uh, Bogus boo boo hey. Homer pick and you can't and you can't decide which one boo. Uh, one was better than the other, but there's a purpose. Well, then that's their. Well, if one was Tyreek better Hill, than the other, that's your MVP, right? Tyreek Hill would be my fantasy wide receiver MVP because many right. people thought he was traded to the Dolphins because his he was losing a step. He was going to be nothing. Two is terrible, so he's going to take a step back. He needs Mahomes to be good. And then Tyreek did nothing but murder it this year. He, um, he ended up putting up 1,700 yards. Uh, he did score seven whole touchdowns, much to your chagrin. One rushing touchdown on a on a whopping 32 rushing yards, um, average 14.4 to carry. So that, that might be lower than his, his standard. Um, but he, he became almost more of a possession receiver, which is what I put. I put the Miami wide receivers, which is why J.J. Wang is mad at me, as that because of what I went into the season saying, one of them was going to be terrible and one of them would be good and they'd be frustrating. Instead, they both were great that for the first time and since God knows when, since the Marx brothers, they now, were two top seven receivers. To be fair, we didn't say they were, we didn't say they were going to be terrible. We said they were going to be like top 15. Yeah, top fifteen, but it would be that's one of those not, where you wouldn't want to that's have not, them. That was more that's not terrible. You're, I mean, you're making us you're making us sound bad by saying we thought they were going to be terrible. In no way did we think either one of them was going to be terrible. So, well, what we we thought? How about inconsistent was the word? Would probably be the better word, that. and that would make it frustrating to be as an owner. Um, and Waddle of the two was the more frustrating because he did have a, a nine-yard week. Uh, he had the, of the two of them, he had some of the more down weeks, but he still finished with thir thirteen hundred yards and thirteen fifty, and then eight touchdowns. So it was still a, a solid year, but it was more that. That's why I put them because of the way we, the way I approached the person as a fan of the team going. I don't know which one I want because one will be good, one will be terrible. There's no way they can support two on that. Yeah, but that that was going that was going into the season. This is the end of the season. You've I feel like it's kind of been it's kind of been to the point where you would rather probably have Tyree Kill than Jalen Waddle. In redraft, yes. In dynasty, it'd be closer than you would think because he'll. Oh, I, know, I know. I know it would be close. Yeah, I agree. It's going to it would be close, but as far as MVP goes, it's not Miami wide receivers. It's Miami wide receiver Tyreek Hill, which I can agree with you one percent. Yeah, so I'll give it to Tyreek Hill to make you happy with an honorable mention to them because uh, an apology for them. I'm not pulling back. I'm not pulling. <laughs> all right, my guy is somebody that I didn't realize I didn't think was going to be this good at all, especially having to deal with the, his quarterback play um, throughout the year. We thought it was going to be way, way better, and that's Devontae Adams. Um, ended up being the number three wide receiver without Aaron Rodgers. So it wasn't Aaron Rodgers making Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams was just really that good. I don't think anybody saw Adams being a top three like he was. But it came on the back of what Devontae Adams does best, and that's score touchdowns. No matter, I guess no matter where Devontae Adams goes, scores touchdowns. I think he had 14 receiving touchdowns. I think it led the league. So, I mean, what more can you ask for for a guy switching – switching out of Aaron Rodgers going to a probably a worse situation and still producing like he did the previous year um 
I don't want to say I owe him an p- apology because I wasn't really that that hard on him, but I'll give him a great big strong kudos for proving proving us wrong that he's not an Aaron Rodgers product. I mean, the the Raiders get a coup don't, but I would say yeah, kudos to him. Uh, I thought he'd be okay with with Carr because I thought they might have some mojo and they've worked out together for the last decade, so I thought they'd be okay. I didn't think he'd be this good. I mean, he played good without Carr, maybe even looked. Better. I mean, he had the 153-yard two-touchdown game without Carr. So, yeah, a solid week that he had other than the Saints game, which really killed us. But Devontae Adams is looks like he's might be quarterback-proof. How many more? Now, it, it, how, he's 30 years old. Looking ahead, is he... They, he wants to be part of the new quarterback search. I, he's going to try to get an old guy. Like He might try to bring Aaron Rodgers over there, right? Or sign Tom Brady since he's old. I, well, maybe. Um, I, I can see Devontae Adams maybe getting one more top 10 receiver year in. I mean, he looks fantastic last year. Yeah. As long as they bring in a capable quarterback, I don't. I think Devontae Adams will be just fine. What if they just keep Jared Stidham? Jared Stidham loved Devontae Adams. <laughs> He'd be so bad. I think he might be in trouble if Jared Stidham is his quarterback. Okay, so now we're on to the greatest position in football, the tight end. So and- my philosophy, my philosophy with tight ends is that they all were terrible, and I don't like any of them. So I just stuck with my MVP as Travis Kelsey because he is by far and away the best tight end, bar none. Gives you a super advantage at the position because. The rest of the tight ends are so inconsistent. I bet if you did, if you wasn't looking at it right now, I bet there was no way in God's green earth that you could give me tight end five through ten. I could because I got it pulled up, but yeah, yeah I that's why I said if you didn't have it pulled up, there would be no way on God's green earth that you would name any of these guys as five through ten. I'll be honest, I would have missed two of the top five tight ends. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. It's scattered it is. And the only um, ones that belong in there were like Hawkinson, Kelsey, and Kittle. And Andrews only if Lamar like we're learning that Andrews is a product of Lamar Jackson, correct? And I that's mean, why Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Andrews, might, Andrews might be a Andrews might be a product of good quarterback play. How about that? Yeah, that's what honey, I Huntley has I think if you I think you could put a good quarterback in there and th- I think they would they would still find Mark Andrews. Can you tell me who the who the number four is? This is half point PPR, so it's Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Blank, and Mark Andrews. Oh, I had no idea. Probably Taysom Hill. You would have thought that he was the guy I was thinking of, but it was actually the best tight end in last night's game in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, Evan I think you're going to Brown was in there. So Taysom Hill was a guy I was going to mention, but just because this guy murdered me and he's been a dud for so long, I wanted to recognize the one guy you mentioned, TJ Hawkinson, um, is my is my tight end MVP. 914 yards, six touchdowns. 86 receptions and I think we talked about a little while ago we I forgot that he was actually fairly decent for the Lions like he wasn't a dud like against Seattle he had 179 stinking yards before he went over and I think he's the cog and part of the reason I think the the Vikings took that little bit of that next gave them that little next step to get them on that playoff run and they could be done till we post this who knows I don't even know the score of the game yeah I mean I, I could be wrong but I felt Hawkinson had a bit of a Tyler Lockett season so he, he 
he didn't have, he had a 87. I know he had two, gig, two gigantic games. He had two gigantic games. He had, uh, and both of those were multi touchdowns, but he was getting the consistent targets. So his, his targets were like 7, 7, 4, 12, 4, 5, 4, 9, 10, 9, 6. 6 is good for tight end. 6, 8, 9, 16, 12, and then the last week he didn't play. So um, it looks like the game is tight. As we're recording this, um, Giants are up by 7. So. Um, so by the time you listen to us, it'll be over. But yeah, so I, but I think he's that missing piece. So putting that big guy there, he just seemed to be, they seemed a different team with that. So, But on fantasy teams, he knocked me out. He, he knocked me out of the stinking playoffs in that one league where he murdered me. That one week he went bonkers was was terrible. But I think he, he was a guy you drafted later. Ty, uh, Taysom Hill was one, but I think he had too many dead weeks to really be, but that's a tight end, right? Oh, Taysom Hill couldn't be anybody's MVP. Because uh, uh, most, most of his points came as a quarterback, I do believe. But he counted, and that's the thing. Yeah, you're right. But I don't think, I don't think there's any way you could give him MVP award when he probably only helped you out in like two games. And he he ended up being tight end six. So people are going to go into next season going, he's the sixth best tight end. Or I would take Gerald Everett, Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth, Dalton I would Schultz. Take the, I would take the top 25 tight ends over Taysom Hill. In the I might uh, Jordan Aikens might be not. Uh, yeah, I would. He's yeah. a better tight end than Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill might be why I never had good tight end rankings because I'm looking here and I would too and um I can't well, there's a tight end I'm excited about for next year but we'll talk about him later but yeah I mean if, like, if I knew my quarterback was going to play um if I knew my tight end was going to have the opportunity to play quarterback sometimes yeah that would probably boost him up but how many tight ends get the opportunity to play quarterback and I, I think he's getting cut anyway but rookie of the year obviously the NFL rookie of the year best rookie who we could have picked is Kenneth Walker he's he was your Brees Hall was looking like he would have been Kenneth Walker was the number two pick in most non superflex or even almost the superflex draft leagues this year. They were the two studs of the pack, but we didn't choose those two because that's that's you know that's the low hanging fruit. We chose two well, guys. I mean, you can't know. choose can't choose Gary, uh, you can't choose Brees Hall because he missed half the season. Yeah, well, I mean, some of the yes, you you can't, but he looked like wow. Oh yeah, yeah I'm curious how he comes back. Playing. It's going to be intriguing, intriguing to see how he comes back. Um, Kenneth Walker ended up as running back fifteen. Uh, I mean, my guy, my guy was out for the latter part of the season as well, but I still think the what he yeah he wouldn't have been my MVP either. Yeah, because so he had too many games. So he, he played up until week 14. So he, he missed the last four games, and some of the guys missed in between games. So mine is is Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, Houston Texans running back, ended the year on IR. I think more of that IR was due to them knowing they're stinking and they want him, from what I gathered, to play for next year. But he was a guy uh, usually drafted in rookie drafts a little later, and, and I got him for a dollar in our um, in our auction draft right there at the or no five bucks. My last money, he was my last pick for there. But he he showed out to be the guy with the vision that a lot of the that some people that people said coming out of Florida he had he had he had a pretty good rookie season. He had nine hundred thirty nine yards without playing the last four games. If you can get the touchdowns up next year, he looked like a central target. He, he got 30 receptions for that guy for that as a bell cow on that team. So the future's looking tight. I like him for rookie of the year. I want to say your guy as well, who is my guy is Garrett Wilson. Um I don't have much to say. I mean, eleven hundred yards led all the receivers. I mean, he looked great when he had capable quarterback play. Three different quarterbacks. Um it's kind of hard to be productive at that point. I mean, honestly, he was only productive with like one and a half. He wasn't productive with Garrett Wilson at all. Looked really good with um, White, um, Flacco, oh. eh. but White was White's not a good quarterback. Um, Wilson's not a good quarterback. Flacco is not a good quarterback. So none of these guys are going to be Garrett Wilson's starting quarterback next year. We don't know who that's going to be. Derek but 
given what given what he did with these guys, I can't imagine given good quarterback play, he would be worse. Yeah, I mean, he looked stellar. I, I was going to write him in, but I don't want taking from you. So yeah, Garrett Wilson probably would be a consensus amongst the both of us. So, uh, oh, that's what you did. I was like, wait, Pollard came out of nowhere. So fantasy MVPs, these we were closer to a consensus kind of MVP. Um, all of, our two MVPs are actually fairly close guys. Uh, they could be argued back and forth as to who is the best. You want to? Yeah, I don't think there's. I mean, honestly, I don't think there's an argument. They're, they're two points apart in um, standard in half PPR. Oh, sorry, half PPR. They are literally two points apart. Yeah, I, I agree. In I mean, it's PPR, real close. But PPR if you're, a couple more points. But. If you're if you're going into the season and you're drafting one of these guys, who are you drafting first? Oh, my guy, my guy. Missed yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. My okay. guy, so I thought you were saying your guy was better. No, so my guy's Austin Eckler. Um, he's been probably next to Josh Allen, one of my favorite players for the last three or four years. Um, I've been waiting to win a title with Austin Eckler. Um, and this year, uh, since he helped me win a title, he saved some of his biggest games for the end of the season. And that's what's important when it comes to fantasy. When you're dropping 30 point games in Championship Sunday, um, that looks really good on your resume. Um, drafted as a top. Three running back, um, finished the season as a top three running back. Actually, number two running back has been that way for the last three or four years. Um, can't argue with what he's done. He doesn't run the ball a lot. So, I mean, the wear and tear on his body isn't as bad. I think he can probably still continue with the next two years because of the way he catches the ball and he still scores touchdowns. Um, I did say Austin Eckler, right? I didn't know if, if I said his name. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you, you, you had one thing wrong. He was the number one number. running back on all platforms. Well, I had I, I was looking somewhere where I, in the league where Christian McCaffrey had more points than Austin Eckler. So. They might have been average because Chris, Christian McCaffrey would have, except he didn't play that game uh, week nine game. Or was that by week? No, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. He missed. But I, mean, I, I see what you're saying. Either way, I mean, it, it was it was really close either either way. But, yeah, Austin Eckler, I mean, Eckler, I mean he – no, I don't think anybody expect. Honestly, I don't think anybody really expected him to be this good again. Um, so going into next year, I think it's pretty safe. I mean, he might drop a little bit, but I still think he's going to be super productive. No, oh, yeah, Austin Eckler is a he's a different kind of he's a different kind of running back. Like right now, he's on my list because I needed him just to get a couple more receptions and carries in that playoff game, and he cost me some DraftKings money. But but yeah, Austin Eckler stellar, Christian McCaffrey stellar. As you see the. We've all known he was great. He just was stuck in Carolina. And then we see him go to a well-run, well-coached organization, and he's taken off. Dude, he, that team has so many weapons. Right. It is insane, man. And then throw him. Like, when they got him, I was like, this isn't fair. This is – they just got a Konami code to put in with, you know, Debo getting healthy again. You got Ayuku – Hope some weeks, most of the weeks, has decided to play this year. You got Kittle, who's a top five tight end, who they don't even need anymore. You got a great line. You got you're playing with the last guy picked in the draft as your quarterback, and he's killing it. Like the dude has had the best five game start of like. It's not fair. You don't have to tell me. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. They're my team, so. Yeah, they're they're when the playoffs game, they're my Super Bowl pick. Um, I mean, oh boo. Uh, I got them versus. I mean, you know who the NFL wants in the Super Bowl, right? I got. I've got. It's the vision. The Buffalo Bills, Bills versus. Who cares? Bills and the 49ers. You want Demar Hamlin to walk across the field on Super Bowl Sunday and just advertise that? 
Dude, ratings through the roof. It's ratings are anyway, gold anyway. But yeah, so Christian yeah, McCaffrey. Everybody, I don't think you really watch. I don't think any more people can really watch the Super Bowl that watch the Super Bowl. Though there's some people. There's going to be those like three or four, and it'll go right over. Boom, there. <laughs> so those those are our fantasy MVPs. You can jostle with us on who you like. We you, you'll notice some of us like obviously quarterback MVP would be Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes. So we're we're basing it sort of on a little bit of different scale, looking at life until we got to the last one. Like those those guys are studs. Those guys are beasts. We uh, we could have argued in, you know, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, who had stellar years and great quarterbacks. But I mean, we only got so so much time. I mean, everybody knows. Obviously, everybody knows that plays fantasy that these players are all great. Even the people that we talk about, everybody knows these guys. But like you said, we can only talk about the top three guys so much that it just gets repetitive and old. Um, it's, more fun to talk about the guys that you don't know are going to produce than the guys that are going to produce. I mean, get ready for an offseason of Drake London, Joshua Palmer, KJ Osborne, and Brandon Ayuk. You'll Brandon get a lot of Brand a lot of Brandon Ayuk in the offseason. A lot. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be there. We'll be talking those guys up. That's what's gonna come. Maybe even a little Tyler Algier, because you love some Tyler Algier. Oh, I'd be talking about him a lot too. Anybody that's on my team, we're gonna be talking about a lot. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco, who knows? But JJ Wang, give us some give us some words of wisdom as we finish off. Those are MVPs, their trophies are in the mail. Um, if they get lost, sorry guys. Um, you can contact we're sending them through UPPPS. So if it's not there, just go to UPP and you can find them yep all right so this is where this um the fantasy world splits we got the redraft guys taking like a six-month vacation and then the dynasty guys that stay on board and continue to look at these incoming rookies which is so much fun so again if you don't play granted dynasty's not for everybody hashtag seth fadley um who's not a <laughs> not a very good fantasy, yeah not a very good fantasy player i'm just kidding but yeah it's not, it's not for everybody. Some people would like enjoy the time off, but Dynasty is so much fun. At least give it an opportunity. You'll introduce yourself to a bunch of guys you never even knew existed. It's way deeper. Um, it's way more fun, way more involved. So as, and as always, trust yourself and trust the process.